I love the song that we heard just a little while back, and especially the poem that it came from. It's from E.E. E. Cummings, as many of you know. I especially like the part at the end where they say, Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. The whole poem is about awakening, about seeing and feeling and being in the fullness of life, of the sun's birthday, of leaping greenly spirits of trees. It is a rapturous poem and so good for the new year, for new beginnings. So many of us come into the new year full of ideas and intentions, full of hopes, Change feels possible in new ways. Resolutions and resolves, visions all clear, even if for a moment. Diets, even new directions, hopes for healing and return, for broken hearts scarring over and beating again. As we do every year on New Year's Day, we had a ritual of the taking up and the letting go with magic paper. I still have a bunch, if you'd like, in my office. Help yourself. Magician's paper on which we wrote things we wanted to let go of from the last year and other more solid paper on which we wrote our heart's desire for the coming year, our intentions of how we want to grow and deepen what parts of ourselves we want to lean into. I love this practice. I find it fun and clarifying, and somehow it helps to watch that magic paper disappear in a poof of fire and to hold on to that heart's desire, to look to it in the coming months, to remind myself of the intention, because it can be hard to stay the course. Spiritual growth can be hard to sustain, learning and deepening. Our theme this winter is resistance, and one of the places that we so often encounter resistance is within ourselves when we try to make changes in our lives. And so here today, Building off of last week in this time of freshness and possibility, a look at how we can stay unstuck. How can we remain free? How can we point ourselves towards the kinds of people we most deeply long to be and remain strong in the face of entropic forces which try to drag us back into old patterns of habit and spiritual numbness. Be gentle with yourselves on the threshold. In her book, Trusting Change, which we will be using as a framework for a class on leadership in times of change in that community collaborative you heard about a little while ago, Karen Herring writes beautifully of thresholds. And it turns out the original thresholds were places where the wheat was threshed, where stalks of wheat were gathered together and beaten on the ground on a large stone to separate the wheat berries from the chaff. It's 
is a difficult and violent process, and the result of it is forward movement, definitely a step towards fresh-baked loaf of bread, but in it, this disconnection, this dissolution, it is a breaking away and a shedding of old skin, and it is hard. But this is the threshold time. Transformation is hard. In the same book, she shares these beautiful words. Here, where already you have left behind by choice or by force what you knew, what you cherished, maybe what you took for granted. Here, where not yet do you know where you are headed, what it will take what it will give, how it will change you. Here on the threshold, you balance on a comma between the no longer and the not yet. Now, letting go of attachments and assumptions, may you release what you've clutched in your fear, making room for the stranger knocking, who is always you. Now, Look around at the others waiting with you on the curl of the comma. You will need them. They will need you. Together we will round this bend, cross over into the not yet where having let go, we might finally learn a new way is possible now, here. I love that image of being on the curl of the comma, together between the no longer and the not yet. Such a powerful and generative place to be and terrifying as well. So be gentle with yourselves. And like the poet says, know that you are not alone on the curl of this comma. You are surrounded here by so many others, also in the midst of threshing and growing, breaking down and building up, all moving towards truth and freedom and fullness and joy. And as much as this threshing can be hard, as much as these times can be disorienting and difficult to move towards truth and beauty is always a good thing. There is something inside us that knows the way forward, however dim the clarity may seem. Like Eleanor said that Maya said early on in our time today, the caged bird sings for freedom for things unknown but longed for still. Deep down, we know the kinds of lives we long to lead. Deep down, underneath all the challenges we are facing, underneath whatever frightening bulwarks we have built up, there is a freedom song longing to be sung. I think of my own first furtive steps towards finally getting sober so many years ago. While it was hard sometimes, there was this rightness, there was this yes, finally, this clarity surging underneath me that was the path forward and held me through tough times. I think of my own mother ending her marriage to my father after years of challenging times, dancing the tightrope of helping me continue a relationship with the man who would always be my father 
while forging a new life for herself, a life starting to shine in new ways as she was free. These precious lives we have been given long to be lived in their fullness. These spiritual paths before us long to be walked and run and soared upon. This is what we are here for. This is the purpose of these lives and these songs and these cages even. For us to find and forge and forward movement, to rise to these moments, to make these changes, to see this comma and this no longer and this not yet. And this is the final piece of helping staying unstuck, knowing who we are and what we are here for, trusting this path before you, this life, this moment, no matter how complex and ugly, no matter how stretched thin or far from the mark you feel, this is the life you have been given. This is the family and the job and the daughter-in-law and the music and the minister and the government and the body and the beauty and the art and the vision. This is what you have been given. And the question now is what you make of it. In his essay, Self-Reliance, Ralph Waldo Emerson writes, These roses under my window make no reference to former roses or better ones. They are for what they are. They exist with God today. There is no time to them. There is simply the rose. It is perfect in every moment of its existence. Before a leaf bud has burst, its whole life acts in the full flower, there is no more. In the leafless root, there is no less. Its nature is satisfied, and it satisfies nature all in moments alike. But we postpone or remember. We do not live in the present, but with reverted eye, lament the past, or heedless of the riches that surround us, stand on tiptoe to foresee the future. We cannot be happy and strong until we, too, live with nature in the present above time. He wrote these words, having suffered great loss. His first wife had died early in his life and ministry, and in the wake of that grief, he found himself on a comma between the no longer and the not yet. He was unsettled with his life in ministry, even wrote that to be a minister, one must leave the ministry, which I will agree to disagree with Ralph on that one. <laughs> But for him, he needed to leave the outdated forms and rituals, the roses lamenting past and looking for former roses. He left and created a whole new life for himself as a writer and lecturer, as a vibrant part of a budding movement of transcendentalists, and even more broadly as a lover of life and poetry, connecting with Whitman and so many other poets, helping to nurture and foment creativity in so many. There is within you a rose, a song, a unique and precious gift which the world longs for and remaining unstuck, 
remaining in the song place, in the rose place, in the truth and beauty place, is about allowing that gift to blossom and be given to the world. This is one of the great gifts we have received from Emerson and from all of our forefathers and mothers who shaped this free faith of Unitarian Universalism. The spiritual path before you is yours to know, yours to question, yours to inhabit, and then share here in community with all of us poised on our own commas, singing our own freedom songs, some full-throated and free, some with the first tentative sounds, but all joined together, all helping to birth this new and beautiful world. I am so grateful for Emerson's vision for his leaving what was calcified and wrote, and for him and so many others who articulated this path of freedom, of exploration, of blossoming and deepening truth. Inside you, the path is clear. Something deep within you already knows the way. We'll end with Warbler by Jim Harrison. This year, we have two gorgeous yellow warblers nesting in the honeysuckle bush. The other day, I stuck my head in the bush. The nestlings weigh one twentieth of an ounce, about the size of a honeybee. We stared at each other, startled by our existence. In a month or so, when they reach the size of bumblebees, they'll fly to Costa Rica without a map. Amen. <laughs>